The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Fit after 40, it's Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy joining us for our monthly session. And we thought today... Open line. Open the line. You, the listener, asked the question, 496-0063. 496-0063. But there's some, uh, there's a, what do they call that, a caveat mm, to some it? Some rules. Yeah, yeah. We can't have you, uh, we can't have you uh, giving a 10-minute uh, uh, dissertation of your entire <laughs> medical history. Just a specific question about an ailment, a question you're wondering, a treatment perhaps you've received, uh, some uh, follow-up on uh, some past injury, something like that. 496-0063. And we'll try and get to as many calls as possible possible yeah or texts or, or whatever text, it yeah. is and it, it, you got to be over 40 i think that's the other rule <laughs> how are we going to check that grant 40? that's when you make a rule you got to uh, be able know, to enforce the rule good question I'm, right. i bet you we could ask the right question to like, start like how old are you <laughs> yeah you're yeah, <laughs> counting on people's don't you think yeah. i mean we could start with the fact that i played a few golf holes yesterday for the uh well, you said you. 62 yeah. but that's not even possible yeah it's possible you start at 7 well, how long does it take morning. you to play nine well nine well that's about two hours okay if you so if 62 if nobody on the course you can play it even faster yeah. is, well you're actually missing a hole anyways aren't you because uh, seven times nine is 63 right yeah, so you just play as many as you possibly can all day, and I had to call it a day. With one hole to go. My arms were pretty sore. I think I was on number 10 or something, on the 10th hole, and I just said, that's that. I'm close to the clubhouse. I'm going to bail now. <laughs> and what was this for? What was this for? This one was for the Glen Rose, uh, commu- this Glen Rose Foundation, so the Glen Rose uh, mm-hmm. Hospital, obviously. Oh. Yeah, and uh, it was a great day out in beautiful weather, and you know what got me probably more than the sore arms was the, it was hot mm-hmm. it was so hot out there yeah it's and, nice and uh i decided to don the pants for the whole day <laughs> that was a really good decision mm. so, so while athletes we, so over 40 i recommend you dressing properly for the weather uh lots of sunscreen and uh pants if you're pants probably more likely see there it is farmer. and fluid Lots of fluids. There we finally found fluids. a place where there should be a rule. You must wear you pants. You must wear pants. Uh, so while we wait uh, to get some calls parked, four nine six zero zero six three. you mentioned golf. That's Is that something that brings a lot of customers to your uh, clinics? Yeah, this right time now, of year? and I'm kind of dealing with one myself, golfer, the little golfer's elbow, which is on the uh, inside of the elbow. It's kind of like the opposite really, of like tennis here? elbow. Yeah. Tennis elbow's on the outside. Yeah. What's called the lateral epicondyle. Here. Yeah. Just on, literally, if you point to the outside of your elbow, that's where it affli- somebody with tennis elbow will yeah. have it. And it's on the inside of the elbow. It's called golfer's elbow. And it's really the same same condition, same diagnosis, different location. And the term golfer's elbow, uh, not totally fair because you can get golfer's elbow playing tennis or volleyball or other racket sports lots of different things lifting pushing pulling going a lot of our patients that work out and uh, lift weights will actually end up with either a tennis elbow or a golfer's elbow 
And it's, essentially, it's a little tears that form on the tendon right where they attach to the bone. So the, di- the medical diagnosis is epicondylitis because it's inflamed at the lateral epicondyle. Mm. I like the big words, so I like to put <laughs> them noticed. out there from time to time. <laughs> and uh, you get this inflammation. It's pretty painful. I mean, with somebody with a tennis elbow or a golfer's elbow, sometimes they can't even pick up their cup, a cup of coffee. So how do you not get tennis elbow or golfer's elbow? And then how do you treat it if you do? I get that question all the time. How do you not get it? Well, let's put it this way. You can get it anyways. Doesn't matter. Let's start with that. It depends on, obviously, there are certain things you can do to prevent it. Uh, You know, not lifting beyond your control, doing too much. Repetitive activities tend to happen and that will uh, lead to further deterioration of the tendon. And that's why that'll break down and you'll get these little tears. Usually the most common ones we see are from that kind of a overuse doing too much for too long but they can also happen traumatic traumatically so uh, the reason tennis elbow is called tennis elbow is with a backhand when you swing the racket the ball's coming at you with a force and it forces your hand towards your body mm-hmm. while you're trying to force your hand away from your body mm. and that kind of combination of impacts causes a tear on the tendon and then you get a tennis elbow hmm. same thing golfer's elbow that's where the term golfer's elbow comes from because with your right hand if you're a right-handed golfer you're swinging and you're swinging down into the ground well the ground has a lot of force exerted back on you it's the exact amount of force you're putting on it yeah so when you swing down hard it's hitting you back just as hard and your hands trying to force a flexed movement which is your hand towards you the ground's pushing you the other way and you can tear the tendon away from the bone in fact i've even had it where a patient hit was playing ball and was throwing the ball so hard that he evolved or pulled the bone off and the actual bone came away and that's called an avulsion fracture is it easy to treat uh depends on when you deal with it the earlier we deal with them the easier it is to treat uh when they've been around for a little while it's a little bit more difficult because a lot of times what's happened is your body's responded by trying to protect it and when it's trying to protect it'll shorten and Mm -hmm. it'll actually contract and that puts a constant stress and then of course with our hands we don't get a chance to give them a break we use them for everyday activities typing uh mousing that Mm -hmm. kind of thing our cell phones you know you look at how people are holding their cell phones nowadays in their hands with their arms out in front of them and their thumbs that can even aggravate a tennis elbow or even cause a tennis elbow because of that use of those uh muscles of your forearm when your fingers move those muscles are actually controlled by the forearm musculature and that's another way you can end up with a tennis or a golfer's elbow they're not interchangeable because they're different locations but often have the same causes it might dry needles and ah, yeah, stuff Yeah, like it's that. another way to treat it because when the muscle becomes really tight, we can use those dry needles to actually relax the mm-hmm. muscle and take the tension off of the tendon. When it's been around a long time, uh, you've heard me talk about with the shoulder as an example, when ten- tendonitis or tendinosis has been around for a while, your body keeps trying to heal it and it lays down collagen, which mm-hmm. is the building blocks of that tissue, and it puts down more and more of it. We call it scar tissue. As it builds up, it's not as healthy or flexible, leads to more inflammation, irritation in the area. And what we need to do sometimes is break down that chronic scar tissue in there so that we can have a healthy tissue to work, act upon. That's where some of the other techniques like Graston technique mm, come in handy. Love that. Uh, yeah, frictions. We so used good. to just use our fingers and we just broke down that scar tissue. Hurts like a, you know, yeah. hurts a little bit. I always say a little bit until you're in the <laughs> in the clinic and we can tell you, okay, this is going to be a bit sore. Okay, it's going to be really sore. But, you know, when you do get through that and you break down that scar, it feels a lot better 
better afterwards. And then our, you know, our last resort kind of for these is that radial shockwave, yeah. our kind of jackhammer approach, break down that scar tissue, create a healing environment and get people through these. And believe it or not, people have had, I've had patients come in who've had these off and on for five, 10 years and uh, just never really got it dealt with and just thought, no, oh, it's normal it. to have it. There you go. So there you go. You got tennis elbow, hmm. you got golfers elbow. All right, now listen, you guys. We can't spend that kind of time answering a single ailment because we're, our texting line is going crazy over okay. here. Okay, hit uh, me. All we'll right. Just, we'll keep them to four. Yeah, okay. we'll try and knock some of these off. And then if you want to talk directly to uh, Grant Fedoric, 4960063. Uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, what is the treatment for it? Kathy from Whitecourt wants to know. From our approach, there's chronic fatigue syndrome. There's a lot of research around it now. It depends on, for us, we're looking at is there a pain component like myofascial pain um, and if there is then we're usually use, utilizing a combination of light exercise um, trying to encourage patients to be more active and that's what somebody with chronic fatigue syndrome is going to see a paradox because mm -hmm. they're tired all the time and you're trying to introduce activity and exercise because it can be helpful the release of endorphins and the things that come with it so the long and the short there's a few things it's multimodal sometimes we're combining acupuncture with the introduction of light exercise using different environments for the exercise the pool is a good example but exercising in a pool that's not too warm is also important as well why is that well, you'll actually like get sleeping? a little bit more tired when yeah. you're exercising mm, okay. in a heated environment. So there's a lot of different things that we can deal with when we're talk talking to somebody with chronic fatigue syndrome. We want to get down to the bottom of it. Is there other things involved? Sometimes we're involving other professionals, including yeah. nutritionists and so forth. All right. Do inversion beds work to help mm. reduce pain from a sore back? The answer in a nutshell is they can help, yes. So it depends on the problem. Uh, if you've got mechanical low back pain or a disc problem, uh, certainly, or even an arthritic type problem in the lower back, under the right circumstances, we certainly can see benefits in using an inversion table. What it does is it's basically a way of doing traction on yourself. So there's a reduced um, impact, or sorry, a reduced pressure on the joint when you lay upside down it distracts the joint very lightly and it's your body weight that's doing the job because the upper torso weighs a certain amount and it helps to distract the, the lumbar vertebra well you and i would be quite distracting Oh, I, <laughs> upside no, down Grant, grant's done this yeah yeah so Grant, we yeah. Grant's done this to me before but not on an inversion table you lay traction flat and bed. it's traction and it slowly pulls you apart mm, that's a little right bit. and we'll use Feels the traction so that's right and we'll use the traction bed first because we can actually determine yeah. at a lower amplitude and and pre and force whether it's going to be effective because what we want to do is see if it's going to it can yeah. sometimes aggravate a problem if it's done for the wrong problem at the wrong time or the right problem at the wrong time you can actually aggravate yeah. a lower back problem so doing it very graded once we get somebody up to a certain force we know that that's going to oh. be an effective treatment for them and then we recommend an inversion yeah. table and you can get them on your own and they can be very effective and that traction table worked for my low back mm. my back thing worked it was it you should get one of those amazing. for your basement then yeah, absolutely I need a lot of things for yeah my basement. absolutely. sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> yeah okay well what is frozen shoulder syndrome neil wants to know frozen shoulder is basically it's uh the medical term is adhesive capsulitis and we've talked about it on this show before because it's a very common one that we do see and essentially what happens is your shoulder is surrounded by a capsule think of it like uh, uh underneath the tissues right up against the bone is what's is the capsule and it's like an elastic tissue like a balloon and it allows your shoulder to move in a certain 
in all directions because it's it's built the way to allow it a lot of mobility. What happens in some cases is that tissue, the capsule, becomes inflamed, thickened, and scarred, and it doesn't allow the same freedom of movement. It's kind of like it turns into cold toffee. And now you've got a real limitation. Usually it's a, a pattern of limitation, so you can't lift your arm to the side very far. You can't externally rotate or put your hand behind your head and last you'd have trouble getting your hand behind your back it's in that pattern that we can determine whether it's a frozen shoulder or an adhesive capsulitis and if you've got it get it dealt with because it certainly can be managed by a professional in a shorter period of time than if you just leave it and try to deal with it yourself it's quite uncomfortable goes through phases it's called frozen shoulder because uh, that's the layman's term. First six months, if you do this, on, if you just leave it be, the first six months is freezing. Next six months, it's frozen. The next six months, it's thawing. Mm. But we try to cut those down immensely so that somebody doesn't go through an 18-month recovery. 318 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. It's Fit After 40 with Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. Taking your phone calls at 496-0063 or your text at 630-630. If you have a question for Grant, let us know. We'll get to more them right after this. 322, Grant Fedork in studio this afternoon. Andrew is keeping an eye on all of your questions on the text line. Andrew. I have uh, got a lot of them for you, Grant, so we've, we're going to move into the uh, rapid fire round of this uh, conversation. Uh, what is the elbow injury that is resolved with Tommy John surgery? The Tommy John surgery, it's a baseball injury. And it's, a, it's affected by basically what happens is the ulnar collateral ligament on the inside of a pitcher. So when you see somebody pitch, they're throwing and there's a huge amount of force exerted on the inside of the elbow. And that ligament on the inside of the elbow is usually damaged. And that's the repair for, a, for that ligament. All right. I have a trigger finger on my right hand really bad. My ring, middle, and index finger is there. A way to remedy that without surgery, Lyle wants to know. And it's not from moose hunting, he says. <laughs> so uh, trigger finger for those that are listening it's when you bend your finger and it kind of gets stuck it locks in position mm. and what that's from is chronic inflammation of the covering of the tendon it actually narrows the amount of space so your tendons uh, basically got a sheath that surrounds it and then inside it slides and if you get inflammation inside there there's it basically restricts the movement and can actually adhere or prevent it from straightening and gliding properly um, surgery is the last resort Oftentimes, uh, some, some simple exercises and some more conservative management is indicated, and usually cortisone can solve that oh. problem. Ooh. So it, before surgery, most hand spe- I, I can't speak for a hand specialist, but what I've seen in our practice is the next step is uh, cortisone injection to get that inflammation to settle hmm. down, and you can get that motion back in the finger. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and it's called trigger finger because yeah. it's stuck in the triggering oh. kind of position. Hmm. Four compressed discs, two bulges, lower lumbar, seems to make hips tighter. What is the best stretches for hips or a good website for info? Um, well, with all of that, you're going to have uh, less less space for the nerve to exit. And when the nerve's not healthy in that area, then it's going to send signals to the muscles and they're going to respond accordingly. And oftentimes it causes them to be shortened and tight. Um, so general movement is important. So just being active is a key thing. Uh, generally speaking, with bulge discs, walking is a little bit more 
effective than other activities. Sitting and biking is, might be more aggravating, whereas walking can be better for you. If you're uncomfortable walking because it's so uncomfortable, then getting in the pool is probably one mm -hmm. of the best things you can do as an exercise for the lower back with that kind of in that situation. Um, without seeing somebody, I, I really have a tough time saying here are the best stretches. Mm. You want to figure out why are those muscles tight, which muscles specifically are tight, and then we would go from there. So this is kind of the situation where you can't get too specific with exercises on the radio. All right. Have you heard of using a quarter of a nitro patch on an Achilles tendon if needling and shockwave isn't working? Yes, I have heard of that and I have, I've seen mixed results. Uh, at the end of the day, my recommendation there though is that's still another conservative management technique that can be effective. The risks are, are less. You should have a, have a good conversation with the person providing it so that you do know what the risks are. Um, some irritation can occur, but certainly if you've had the other treatments, those ones have risks as well. Uh, so. As far as conservative management, it would be another option to try. Okay, is there something I can do to help heal a pull that goes up into my glute? It's a real pain in the butt. Please help. I'm very active. Uh, sounds yeah. like sciatica. No, you know, they huh? can be, but you can actually damage the hamstring right at the base of the bum, and it's called the right off the ischium, the bone that you sit on, the sit bone. And sadly, when you do damage the hamstring right there, it's a tougher and a longer recovery. So patience is needed, definitely some management. We do want to take the stress off of it and basically do everything we can to promote the healing process in that area. But whenever I see a patient with that injury, the first conversation I have is these take a while. You've yeah. got to be patient yeah. and you've got to restrict your activity to those that aren't aggravating the problem. So you've got to find exercises that for a patient like that, that's not going to actually cause them pain in the butt. I like, <laughs> you can say that over literally. Over, oh yeah. Literally. For sure. Yeah. Uh, we probably have time for just one more. Hey, Grant, going to Montreal with a girlfriend to a spa and was going to try cryotherapy, <laughs> uh, more for skin conditions versus muscle pain. Do you have an opinion on this? And has it been uh, medically proven to have clinical benefits? That's from Lemmy. Lenny, this is a good question. We've looked into it myself. I think that there are uh, there is scientific evidence for it being effective for certain soft tissue healing. Uh, as far as the skin conditions, I haven't gotten into that side as much. Certainly, you're going to want to make sure that what they're using is approved by Health Canada. That's the tough one because a lot of what's being used is uh, coming from the United States, and we've got to make sure that we're recommending things that people mm. are using that are actually approved. So just make sure mm you do your homework where you're going and uh, and uh, you let me know how it goes. Grant, we're out of time but I, a lot of people asking about Charlie horses. Well, yeah. Is it because we're... Do you want to just stay for a couple more minutes after I the break? I can do a couple minutes after All right, the break. Alright, great. Okay, awesome. Stick around. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.